0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick. No food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. The 12 drove out many demons and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Very often when we look at successful people people that have made a name for themselves, people that have uh, accomplished great things for themselves or their families or their countries, we expect them to be very well educated. We expect them to have uh, a history of attending some very prestigious school and having letters after their names and being very, very important in the eyes of the educated classes. And that's, I think, part of uh, modern culture. It's something that's very much uh, American. It's very much what we look at. When we read the papers, when we watch TV, very often when we uh, think about those people that are so prominent, we attach an understanding that they must have been educated very, very well. But it's not always been that case. And today we have two beautiful examples of uh, God's working through people that had very little of what we in modern times might call education. So we have the the prophet Amos that we heard about in the first reading that Ed read for us. And we have the 12 apostles that were in St. Mark's gospel today. Let's talk a little bit about them. Amos was a prophet only in the sense that all of a sudden God put words into his mouth and gave him the, the charge to open his mouth and to tell the people, especially the king, that they were not living up to what God wanted from them. Now at this time, the nation of Israel was in two parts, the Judah and, and Israel, and Amos came from Judah, and, but he was in Israel, the other part of the, the kingdoms, that had been uh, originally won. And so in, in a sense, he was a foreigner. So when he was preaching, the, the person in charge of the, the king's temple in Bethel, said to him, you're a foreigner, you don't belong here. Leave here and go back to your own country. Go prophesy there for whatever you think God wants you to say. This is the king's temple This is the king's sanctuary. You're not welcome here. And yet Amos continued to talk, continued to give the witness that God wanted him to give to the people of Israel. Even though he was a foreigner in in one sense, even though he certainly was a rebel, uh, not bowing down to the king, not uh, kowtowing to the uh, religious uh, rulers of the nation of Israel at the time. He was not afraid to, well, let me take that back. He probably was afraid. Um, it's not something that, you, that everybody will do every day to confront the powers that be. And very often, people who do that have some fear in their hearts. So Amos might have had some fear, but it didn't stop him from doing what he knew God wanted him to do, to announce To the people of israel to their king to their priests that god's ways were not their ways and they had to change their ways before the destruction that would come from god would come to them he was not popular and yet he did what he was supposed to do he opened his mouth and let god's word come from it on the other side the 12 apostles that we talk about today and i very often talk about them because uh, if you think about the people that Jesus chose to be the beginnings of the kingdom of heaven on earth, you'd have to say to yourself, it doesn't make very much sense. Let's look at, at them again. So there was Peter. Now, Peter and his brother were the first ones that were chosen as the apostles of Jesus. And they were joined by two other brothers, James and John. The four of them worked together. They were fishermen on the Sea of Galilee. They were um, not educated. They weren't part of the higher class. They weren't part of the established religious uh, foundation uh, in Israel at the time. You would have to go to Jerusalem to find them. But Jesus went to the Sea of Galilee and he said to them, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now just try, try to imagine these four men, um, fishermen. Fishermen don't usually smell very good, but Jesus chose them and said, you are going to be fishers of men. Who Who are some of the other choices, good choices, supposedly, that Jesus made? Matthew, his name was Levi, and he was a tax collector. And the tax collector was one of the most unpopular people in the whole society. Uh, They squeezed the people, they squeezed money out of them, they sent the money to the conquerors, to the Romans. They were filled with graft and they lined their pockets with the money of their own townspeople. They were looked upon with hatred by so many people, and yet Jesus chose Levi and called him Matthew, a tax collector. made no sense at all. There was another man there, he was Simon the Zealot. He was a, a uh, believer in uh, radical politics. He was against the Romans because that's what his zealot party was in, in favor of. And he was not somebody that would have been level-headed as far as most people are concerned. And yet Jesus chose him to be part of the 12. We don't even want to talk about Judas Iscariot. We, knew, we know that his name is the most infinite, infamous name in all of the last 2000 years, uh, we know that he was ready to betray his master for 30 pieces of silver. He was ready to uh, offer him up to the religious authorities and eventually to the Romans. So Jesus chose these men um, to do something very, very important and we hear today what they did. They went out two by two And Jesus said, preach to the people, stay in one house, Uh, take advantage of whatever people will give you, will let you eat and drink and be be housed. Uh, Don't move around, don't look for something better. Uh, Don't look for anything for yourself, but preach the gospel. Say the words that I have taught you all about. And that's what they did. And that's what today's gospel says, they came back, having accomplished what Jesus wanted. Now, if you think about it, these 12 men began something that has grown into what we are doing right now, celebrating the memory of Jesus, remembering what he said and who he was and what he did, and offering the world a, an exam- or examples of good conduct and love for our brothers and sisters. Not, not being afraid to stand up for against evil. These 12 men, they, the Pharisees, the scribes, the priests, uh, all had education. They were all well-educated according to the, their times. They could quote you the Bible uh, ba- backwards and forwards. They were people who understood what God's ways were all about even though they not not always fulfill them in their own personal lives that's what jesus very often said about the pharisees so the 12 men that jesus chose even though they were so difficult to to uh, pigeonhole as as success successful people in the future Um, remember the 12 apostles that when jesus was arrested and 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 taken by the Romans and the, uh, the religious authorities. The 12 of them surrounded him and, and put their arms up and, and tried to protect him from, from these people, didn't they? Didn't they? They, were, they were right there for Jesus and, and they didn't let the authorities take him away. No, that didn't happen at all. Every single one of them ran away except for one. Every single one of them were cowering in their, in their homes or in their houses. Every single, every single one of them put their heads down so people wouldn't see who they were and what they were all about, that they were connected to Jesus. Who was the most important of all 12? Peter. What did he do? He didn't stand up for Jesus. He went to the place where he was being tried in the, in the open and he hid himself and he listened to what was going on and when somebody noticed him and said, aren't you one of them? He said, no, 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 I'm not. Then somebody else noticed and said the same thing, and he denied it a second time. And finally, a third time, somebody said, even the way you talk says that you are one of them. And what did Peter do? Not only did he deny, but the Gospel says he denied it with a curse. So these 12 would be great question marks. But the reason we're here today, the reason why thousands of people are live streaming our mass today is because these 12 took what Jesus had to give them and made it part of who they were and began to teach and to, and to preach what Jesus was all about. They had no education, they had no training, they had no way of speaking with uh, flowery words. Uh, We have no idea even what they sounded like, because it's so so long ago, and there are no recordings of them. But the 12 of them, or 11 of them, because Judas was dead, they went out into the world, and they conquered the world for Christ uh, in a religiously-oriented conquer, conquering, uh, conquest. Couldn't get the right word. Um, They didn't have armies. They they didn't uh, wage war on people and demand that they become followers of Jesus. They didn't do any of that. They preached the gospel. Amos, in the first reading, prophesied to the king and to the people. Do we know the name of the king anymore? No. Do we hear the name of that religious leader that was challenging him, Amaziah? We don't talk about him, but we talk about Amos. We still read him. He's still brought to the attention of uh, worshipers each year uh, on this Sunday or on another Sunday. The 12 apostles, we have churches all over the world named after them. We have uh, the remembrance of who they were. And they did what they did because Jesus asked them to do it. They preached the gospel, they were Uh, men of honor they were men of dedication they were men of holiness now what does that say about us one of the things that we always have to remember is you don't need a, a degree you don't need a title before your name or after your name to be like the 12 apostles or even like amos what what we need what you need what i need is the same thing an understanding that God has called us to be his ministers in the world in which we live. Now, God hasn't called everybody to stand up in front of crowds and talk to them, but he calls each of us who, is, who are baptized to live that baptism in the way God wants us to, to live in holiness, to live in kindness toward others, to, to live in dedication to God. And every single one of us can do it. We don't need what the Pharisees had, study, 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 study for hours and hours and hours. We don't need what the prophets of the Old Testament had of being part of a guild. We we need to understand our calling in baptism, that God wants you and me, all of us together, to remember that God is still here. God is still calling people to goodness, to kindness, to holiness of life, now, many of us who have titles and degrees haven't lived up to what God wants us to live up to personally. But every one of us, whether professionals or not professionals, can look at ourselves and ask God to help us be the person he wants us to be in relationship with other people, our families, our, our towns, our, our country. Uh, not be afraid to open our mouths when th- things are wrong and not be embarrassed to say say that I'm a good person, I'm a believer. Why do I do the good things I do? Because I believe in Jesus as my Lord. Why do I not harbor the hatred that so many people have nowadays in their hearts? Because I wanna be a follower of Jesus and live up to what he wants. Amos did that, the, the 12 apostles did that, and hopefully you and I will also do that.